0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and/or contributors of the Eat This podcast, and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only, and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor.
1: And Chris might pipe up too with his five cents worth. Nice, which is which is always which is always awesome. He brings he brings questions that I wouldn't have thought of myself, so it's beautiful.
0: It's awesome. awesome. He's the Robin to your Howard Stern. <laughs>
2: totally. if, if I look confused, I probably am.
0: Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson.
1: What does living a healthy lifestyle mean exactly? It's a bit of an open-ended question, isn't it? Does it mean that you go for a run every day? You do regular yoga and meditation? Does it feel like you tick the healthy box when you eat your greens and you have enough fiber? Where does self-care fit into all of that? Or eight hours of sleep? Chris, what do you think a healthy lifestyle means exactly? I don't want
2: to know. To me, is is mom's apple pie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a good whiskey and root before bed. That's healthy living for me.
1: Okay, and why? Because it makes what? me feel good. Because I. Ding I, ding 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 ding. What did I win? Well, that's it, isn't it? Because it's a really specific point to all this healthy living stuff is what? To feel good. Because yours is apple pie and mine might be got a little more greens. That's okay. The ultimate goal of a healthy lifestyle is to feel good. When it comes to food, when it comes to fitness and how you want to feel, Are you somebody that follows the so-called rules? Or maybe are you a bit of a rebel? Along with a firecracker of a feel-good expert, an award-winning author, a best-selling author, a fitness expert. Today on Eat This with Leanne, let's talk about feeling good and food rules for rebels. My view of a healthy lifestyle involves the mind and body connection. Now, not to go all woo on you here, but it's more than listening to the latest guru about eating goji berries or drinking hemlock tea. No, please don't do that. It's actually about listening to yourself, exposing yourself to new ideas, new information, and doing the work like maybe listening to a podcast or something that you've never experienced before. And then using that potentially expansive idea and making choices from what you eat to maybe the choice of your movement of the day. Maybe it's a HIIT class or a rowing class or something to do with yoga, a nature walk, or maybe just swinging a kettlebell for 10 minutes. The time that you spend on yourself really Like in almost self-reflection and maybe in meditation, being aware of yourself and your own feelings so that you can figure out what nourishes you and what on earth is it that makes you feel good. Even if it's eating a chocolate bar and a binge watch while you're sitting on the couch, well, that can be totally nourishing for you if you can actually let yourself do it without guilt and feel really good within yourself after the fact. The choice that you're making is mindful, intentional, and fuels you no matter what it happens to be, so that you can feel good. That brings me back to your pie story, Chris. <laughs> if that's what it is, and quite often you probably would not find yourself eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because everybody gets sick of no matter what it happens to be. Sure. But the pure fact of knowing that, and knowing that that could be something that you could do to help you to feel good is power. I believe. I believe that that's a really powerful thing. Now, I read an email from a colleague and a friend lately that got my attention. The email subject line was food rules for rebels. How exactly does that fit into a healthy lifestyle? What struck me was the mention of scarcity, the mindset that holds you back and says, no, you're not going to eat that. You're not going to do this because of whatever story you might have made up or you've heard from somewhere. Most likely it's going to maybe make me fat or maybe give me diabetes or something like that. It's probably going to rank up there in, in what some people might be thinking. Maybe not exactly thinking, okay, I'm going to eat a cookie. It's, not, it's going to give me diabetes, so I won't do it. You may not jump that many hoops in, you know, in advance, but you get what I'm trying to say here. Now, for me, I don't eat certain things because I know that they're not good for me. Now, is that a nutritionist's scarcity mindset around food? It's actually something that I've been thinking about quite a lot of late. Now, my guest today has an interesting take on healthy lifestyle and eating. Una Duncan is an award winning fitness expert. She's the author of an international best selling book called Healthy as F. You can fill in the rest. Or in the US, it's called Ditch the Diet which was actually just named one of the top 100 fitness books of all time by Book Authority. In it, Una helps people get healthy and happy through a habits-based approach. So if you're tired of hitting your head against the ceiling with what could be possible with your On Your Health and Wellness journey, her book and all that's going to come up next could be for you.
0: Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at sproutright.com or leannephillipson.com.
1: All right, so welcome to Eat This with Leanne Una. I'm so glad to see you because I haven't seen you in a long time, but also just to get to talk to you about just this whole different philosophy that you have about a healthy lifestyle. So why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then about this philosophy that you have, which I love. It's got so much life to it, so I'm just going to let you take it away.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. So yeah, so my name is Una Duncan, and my company is called Fit Feels Good, And so basically, I the way I've been positioning this is it's a feel-good movement, meaning that the ultimate outcome that everybody wants with all of this health and wellness stuff is to feel good. Like some people think, oh, no, I really just want to get rid of my muffin top or I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever. But the truth is, you don't care about the muffin top. You care about feeling the way you think you're going to feel when you have no muffin top. You don't care about losing 10 pounds. Like you don't care about your gravitational pull on the earth. You care about feeling like confident, sexy, athletic, like whatever it is, the feeling that you want to feel good. So that's why I'm calling fit feels good. That is the ultimate outcome. And my methodology means that it's actually not only the ultimate outcome, but it's the meaning, the way by which we are going to get there. Like I often say no one has ever hated themselves into a body that they love. Well said. Yeah. You've got it. So if you want to feel confident, if that's why you want to like, whatever, lose 10 pounds, you actually have to start practicing training, feeling confident right now in exactly the body you've got. That is the muscle you got to start training. Uh The worst tragedy would be if you lose the 10 pounds or whatever, and you still don't feel confident which is really likely if you've been practicing a neural pattern of beating yourself up and finding flaws and you know constant discontent, that's the only neural pattern your brain's going to be capable of. So you're going to lose mm. that 10 pounds. You're going to look in the mirror and you're still going to be like, yeah, but I really wish it had come off here. What about this loose skin? And because that's all you've practiced. Yep. So if you want to feel confident or sexy or whatever, you've got to practice right now today in the body you've got. How do we do that? let's say. Yeah. So this is the million dollar question. Everyone's like, yeah, I know I should love my body now, but I just kind of know, like, to be honest, my truth is that's really hard for me and it will be really hard for you. You know, it's like any muscle. If you haven't trained it, it's good. If you've never trained to do push-ups, it's going to be really hard to do a push-up. And expecting you to go from looking in the mirror and finding flaws and, you know, hating yourself to like looking in the mirror and be like, damn, looking good. Oh my God, I can't wait to hit the beach. Like that is a, that's like asking someone to go for like, you know, a one-armed pull up when they've never been able to carry their groceries. It's just not possible. You got to train for that business. So here's how you're going to train. You're going to do it. Take it baby steps, like acknowledge where you're at. And then just push a little bit. So maybe you can't look in the mirror and be like, damn, looking good. Maybe you can look in the mirror and think, I appreciate this body. I'm mm. grateful for this body.
2: What if we just got rid of the mirror? Would that help? Right,
0: right. <laughs> or maybe it's just an internal, like, I'm glad I don't have a stomach ache right now. You know, like, there's so many things we can, start, we can start that small. And then you yep. grow to maybe like, you know what, this lipstick color looks kind of good on me. Or my legs actually look pretty good in heels or, you know, except so you can just like baby, baby, baby steps. And that's how you're going to get there to Mm -hmm. the damn looking good. I feel, you know, like you got to train for that. You can't just jump to that out of the gate.
1: Okay, so you just mentioned two things like lipstick and heels, and I know that we have lots of men listeners, so Chris, what would, <laughs> throw, throw one oh, out there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. there's nothing no, wrong just with say if
2: I want to put on my, my heels and my lipstick, I Okay, can. all
1: right, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough, <laughs> not, you totally could, and, and you could, um, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I just thought there might be something that's a little more, you know, kind of a little more masculine than the mm. lipstick and the heels and damn, I look good kind of thing. What's what is it for you for me. my hair is looking all right today <laughs> or I didn't cut myself shaving or I don't know. What is it? Not that you shave. You got a beard. I don't know. Tell me something.
2: <laughs> okay, me, I've got one. OK, well, let's hear it. Una.
1: Well,
0: well, I'll, I'll put this out. You tell me you're the expert. But I was sitting in a hairdresser once and there was a dude getting his hair like cut next to me mm-hmm. and he was on the phone. And he said to whoever he was like, tonight is going to be huge. Where your deepest V." <laughs> like a v-cut. What, what, what? <laughs> so me. What was the v about? Like a, like a
2: v-cut v- t-shirt? Like a v-neck, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, so is and, that a thing? Is that, the, that like the dude's equivalent of like getting dressed up, wearing the, your deepest Sort feet? of,
2: yeah, yeah. If, okay. a guy, if a guy's putting on a V-neck, then yeah, he's pretty, he, oh, he's yeah. feeling good about himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guys yeah. Guys have cleavage too, really? you know? We don't, te- and, and we don't tend to wear anything to enhance that cleavage, but the V-neck does <laughs> that's it. What I'm the V-neck does it. And having that extra button undone at the top of the shirt, that's a little thing, right? Like, oh, I'm feeling good today. Give that- I did not know that. Yeah, give him a little more. You know, okay, take a little, little bit of that. What do you think? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one, Una. Yeah, the V-neck is definitely there a thing. Yep.
0: Okay. I know another one. I used to teach the training for personal trainers, the yep. certification for personal trainers, and I learned that a lot of my male students they said that the reason that they told me that dudes go to the gym on Saturday night before they go to the clubs, and I said, "What? Why do you do that?" And they said, "Obviously, so your muscles are all pumped up." <laughs>
2: did not know no that idea. either there you go lots, <laughs> lots of guys do like 40 push-ups before the first date right it's that sort of it's that and it's, it's a, a mental pump. it's not doing anything. Yeah. it's not doing anything not really except for your brain it's your brain you that it's pumping up going you know what i feel good i feel which good. is
0: back to our original thing it is all about training your brain absolutely
2: right. yeah see now yeah, right. in, in my world i'd probably pull a muscle and end up, and end up in a sling <laughs> and, and, the, and the, the first date's out the window but I get the premise. Oh my
1: gosh. That's That's incredible. Okay. So I like that. So the first thing is, is just a small step towards easing that negative self-talk.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Start with where you are, be totally honest with it. And that's the thing too, is a lot of people are resistant to um, totally acknowledging where they're at. Like I get a lot of clients, I don't know how you feel about this, but I get a lot of clients who are like completely scared of the scale. And I get the scale is not actually a really good indicator of your body composition anyway. That's like, like I taught that personal training course, almost all of my personal trainers were obese when it came to BMI because they weighed a lot because they had a lot of muscle. So the scale is dumb. However, if your goal is to lose weight, you do have to know what weight you are today in order to know whether or not you are losing or gaining. That's just the thing. It doesn't matter what you weigh today. What matters is if you're on a path going in the trajectory you want or the trajectory you don't want.
2: It's, yep. the, it's so- the number that I don't like. And that's the, that's why I have two daughters and we have no scales in the house. But wh- the reason being is because, if you, again, it goes right back to that first thought of yours. If you feel good, who cares how many pounds it is? If it's two pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, doesn't matter because you feel good, you look good. And that's what matters. It doesn't Probably. matter. Yeah.
0: So if you want it, so then I tell people, well, let's start measuring what actually matters, which is how you feel. Right. So okay. I will actually have my clients like on a scale of one to 10, how good did I feel today? How happy was I today? Or if they want more confidence, I'm like, well, then let's start measuring your confidence. Whatever your goal is, we got to start measuring that yes. so that we know whether we're heading in the right direction. Because really, it's all about data. You know, people have so much mental and emotional clutter about all this stuff. And I'm really, if we can just break it down to data and then test things. And if it works okay. great, if it doesn't, let's try something else. And no big like drama and guilt about it. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, there's so much. There's so me, Go on, Chris. I was going to
2: say 90% of my emotional stress are pin numbers, unfortunately, but the other 10% can be intense.
1: <laughs> awesome. Already, You're speaking my language. This is great. Now you send out an email every week and actually what, What prompted me to reach out to you, other than you've got a fab book that you're launching right now, is that in a a recent email, there was, uh, you talked to someone by the name of Emma, and uh, that that was whose story you were talking about, and who, she was just really excited that she could finally eat anything. Mm -hmm. And in the email, it said, no more scarcity. I definitely think about this, but it just brought to me, and I thought, oh gosh, that's so good. Because the scarcity that we put ourselves through with respect to eating and you know, what should I do or eat all that kind of stuff. So I was curious to know. Obviously, I'm some of the someone that you know or someone that you worked with. So what do you tell your clients to just like screw it? Just eat whatever it is that you want, or what's the premise around this the scarcity with Emma? No,
0: actually, I'm not like that at all. Like, in fact, some of the stuff that's come out recently about intuitive eating, I'm not a huge fan of, because I think that often our, one of the most controversial things I say actually is don't listen to your body. Your body's dumb. And and people hate that. And this is what I mean by that. I'm like, your body wants you to consume as much sugar, salt, and fat as it can. Your body wants to conserve energy and stay sedentary. Your body wants to have kids when you're 15 years old. Your body is dumb. Like, (laughs) no, but that's true. Our bodies are meant to have children when we're really young. Our bodies want us to like have sex with hunky strangers. Like our bodies are not the smartest thing there you go in dv <laughs> we see that dv and
1: we're like oh yeah <laughs> oh, oh listeners i wish he could have just seen chris's face when he didn't even have said that he was like front and center in our zoom screen and he's just got i wish i have my my uh, screen capture ready to ready for that one that was awesome chris thanks for bringing that <laughs> that just tickled me <laughs> What's about
0: that is that we can't just go within two, like, oh, I just, you know, really. Yeah, feel I hear like you. Eating a chocolate. We'll always feel like eating a chocolate cake. That's just dumb. Sure, sure. So I really do think that we can use some structure. However, however, a lot of times people impose some structure, like these big yep. food rules, right? Like I don't eat sugar, or I don't eat uh, you know, gluten, or I eat, you know, a certain amount of calorie, or whatever, right? And what I'm saying is if you you can't go all or nothing about that, because you will never be able to do it perfectly. And then what will happen is that you will, um, have in, you'll be inciting a binge and purge mentality, which is not only totally not going to get you to your weight loss goals. If that's a goal for you, it's really unhealthy for your body. And the version of this that I see all the time is people who are angels on the during the weekdays and devils at the weekend. Right. right. How, like how common is that pattern? All and the time. So, and it's because of this scarcity mentality. They go ape on the weekends. Because they're like, oh my God, Monday's gonna come and I have to be good again. So I right. should probably get and it's even, you know, in Overeaters Anonymous and stuff, they call it the last supper. Right. And it's the they Sunday do. before the Monday when you go on a diet. And yep. you are gonna eat way more than you would if you just freaking ate normally. You know what I mean? It's like Every that day. 20, Every yep. day. Yeah. Yep. So that's why, yeah, that's why I'm like, and I love what Emma said. She said, um, because she always had these rules and she was so afraid of when she had to start being good that she would like shovel food into her mouth. And now, you know, after she read my book, she was like, I realized, and I love this quote that she said, I will have so much good food in my life. There is no scarcity. I don't have to eat it all now. Mm. And I was like, yes, we will have so much good food in our life.
1: There is no scarcity. Good. Because food food is nourishing, not only, you know, everything that I talk about on this podcast, to your cells, to your inflammation, to your everything, but it's also nourishing for the soul to, to eat tasty, you know, you can have such a food experience and then the people that are around you having that same experience food is and and mealtime is is just such a time of bonding and connecting and you don't want to sit there going oh no I can't really eat that because you know gonna add to the muffin top or or, or right. make you yeah. not feel good uh, you know the mindset around that scarcity all the time and that's definitely something I've looked at lately with how much am I restricting myself and my eating even though I'm a nutritionist mm-hmm. do I think oh no I can't you know I should really eat the goji berries I shouldn't go and eat the whatever, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, even though it's healthy, it's still restriction. There's still scarcity there that I'm putting in my way recently since I've been, well, throughout the whole of COVID, I've been still continuing to go to my local market and everybody's heard me talk about my shortbread and, and I still go and get my shortbread and I, and I still have, when I have a, have a craving for something like that with my Earl Grey in the afternoon, I go get my damn shortbread out and, right. and I don't eat it all the time, but when I want it, I do do it. And it, it's fine and because you've given yourself that permission.
0: Oh. It's not like one day you're like, screw it. I'm going to have the shortbread and you just I eat know. it and you're crying while you eat it. And then you hate yourself after like, well, you don't no. know that drama, just eat like a reasonable amount of shortbread and get out of nope. your life and be yeah. a generally healthy person who can eat shortbread. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, you know, I really like, and I know you have this approach too, you really have to take a holistic view of people when you're going on any kind of health journey. At the end of the day, if you want to drop weight, you know, they say it's calories in, calories out, Kiko, which is true. However, we are more than just calorie machines. We are people with emotions and relationships. And all of these factors are going to affect how many calories we put in and how many we put out.
1: Yes. So, If you want to start to manage that, you got to manage all of that messy business. So I know in your book and and in some of the other emails that I've seen of yours, you've got um, like three healthy habits, let's say to create a healthy lifestyle. And I've right. read some of your top sort of top three, and I thought maybe that would be a lovely thing to share with. Liz
0: yeah, on. sure. So in my
1: book, I've got
0: so it's it's in three parts. The first part is called "Is this a swearing show, or it's not a swearing show?" My my book is a very much swearing book. Well, then let so it I'll out. just keep it. Let it okay. go. Okay, great. You can beat me if you need to beat me. So basically, <laughs> the first part of the book, which is called "Healthiest," <laughs> in Canada, in the United States, is called "Ditch the Diet" because they are not as big on the potty mouse as maybe we lovely Canadians are. <laughs> anyway, so for part one is called "Get Your Head Out of." Your and that is all the mindset stuff that we've been talking about so far. Part two is just tell me what the f to do to get skinny already. Okay. And part three is how not to be a big fat quitty mcquitter face. So in love it. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe
2: you said quitter face. Ho, ho. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in uh, so in part two, just tell me what the f to do to get skinny already. I talk about the seven habits of highly healthy, m- and some of those habits are things like. Like eat your freaking vegetables, like go to sleep, stop drinking so much booze, uh, chill out and meditate, exercise consistently. And you know, your readers are hearing this being like, oh, great. That's newsflash. Thank you so much. (laughs) I like, I know it's the stuff you heard about in kindergarten. Yeah. So if you are looking for some like clickbait newsflash, got the secret that celebrities are keeping from you about staying thin, like all of that is BS. All of that is BS and it's meant to sell you stuff and it's just not true. All you need to do are the basics, basics like eat your damn vegetables, portion control, don't eat when you're not hungry, like stuff like that, that you think is totally boring and you're also probably not doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you need some big secret. The secret is you actually executing consistently. That's okay. the big secret. And that's what I talk about so much in my book is a habits-based approach using the psychology of behavior change and creating habit loops in your brain so that you start to just execute this stuff consistently
1: and you don't have to think about it anymore. Okay. You got to expand on the habit loop.
0: Sure. Yeah. So in order to create a habit loop, you have a trigger, then you have the behavior of the habit, and then you have a reward. And every time you get that reward, you are strengthening the relationship between the trigger and the behavior. Okay. So this is a huge part that a lot of people ignore because we think like, come on, I'm an adult. I don't need a lollipop to go to the dentist. I'm going to exercise because I'm supposed to exercise. But the thing is, if you are exercising just because you're supposed to exercise, it is going to be a pain in the butt forever right? So you hate exercising and you get, there's no reward that comes from you. An immediate reward every day. You're going to be like, Oh, I got to do my stupid workout. And it's going to be like pulling teeth. And it's going to be a matter of time until your willpower or your discipline runs out. That is a guarantee. So what you got to do instead is make it a habit loop by making it rewarding immediately. And if any of your listeners are like I was before I I came to this very late in life, I was, you know, chubby and sedentary for most of my life. And for me, exercise was like, oh my gosh, physical torment and psychological hell (laughs) until I managed to start bribing myself. And this is how I did it. This is so ridiculous and embarrassing. So I told myself that I could watch whatever mind-rotting TV I wanted, as long as I was on a treadmill moving, I didn't have to be even like running. It just had to be on a treadmill moving. I watched Maury Povich. I watched Jerry Springer. I watched (laughs) Grease 2. Like I watched Uh, whatever. I know. So you were
2: were the one that watched Grease 2, huh? Yes. Interesting. I
0: know. I know the songs to Grease (laughs) 2. Yeah. And that's what kept me on that treadmill. I know. And look, I'm blushing. Cause yeah. it's so embarrassing. So no one, don't judge me on my taste in TV, judge me on my fitness knowledge because I got myself from someone who would have rather died than put out, out my cigarette and go for a run. Right. Someone who is now an internationally recognized fitness expert. And I started by bribing myself to get on that treadmill. And so what happened was I started to create a positive association with exercise because I got to hear the paternity results. I got to hear who the father was on Mori. Like you will
1: stay uh, on the tunnel for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like whatever works, right? Yeah, what like you, works. I think, I think from what I'm hearing you say, is just identifying what could a guilty pleasure be for you that yeah. you can incorporate into making a change. Totally. And this is where a lot of my clients get stuck because they're like, well, to be honest,
0: what feels like a treat for me? It's is a such a hard question. Oh, wine. Okay. or whatever, you know, like right. it's really hard. And this is the real work. Like people think the real work is doing the burpees and like chopping the carrots. Uh Uh-uh. The real work is figuring out what gives you pleasure. Mm. That's not cupcakes and wine and stuff like that. Because so many of us are so disconnected from our pleasure and our happiness because all we do is tick off to-do lists all day and then we're just marketed to, right? So we don't even like know what makes us happy anymore. Like to connect to the simple pleasures of drinking a tea and reading a book and whatever. So finding that, that, that inner work is honestly, that is the work. If you can figure that out and figure out how to intentionally create habit loops that reward you in ways that
1: are not counteractive to your bigger goals. Yeah. You're upset. It's such a difficult thing because many different times um, I'm either aware of it or I'm asking someone or even in talking to my to my daughters in saying, you know, what is it that you want? And then there's silence and they think they say, I don't know. Yeah. And that's a very typical response for yeah. for clients. And and I and I think just generally speaking, if you don't know what you want, you're not gonna know when you arrive at it right so sort of like a bit of a goal setting or intention setting or or whatever but but when you get down I mean that's probably even easier to do but when you get down to that feeling of how do I want to feel well of course I want to feel happy but what does that mean you have to dig, dig deeper into that what is that going to look like for instance the other day I went for a walk I go for a walk down to the lake in the morning And, um, and there's a a beaver dam kind of thing down there. And then there's this, this beaver just doing his thing with this big fat stick in his mouth. And he's, you know, he's going along and I, and I purposefully stood there and watched the beaver swim. And I took a moment and marveled in the simplicity of him just sort of swimming and just was really in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then I I came home and I said to to my youngest, I relayed the story and I actually found myself saying to her that that was a moment of joy. And I did that purposely so that she could try and attach together that moment, you know, 30 seconds where... I sat there, or maybe another day, I might have seen a cardinal flying, and then got to the tree and sort of chatting with another bird. You know those kind of things. It was it was just being in that in that moment because sometimes it's so hard to decide what is it that you want or how is it that you want to feel and what does that look like. If you ask anyone, what do you have to do today? Most people will be like. Okay, so
0: first I got to take the kids here and then I've got to like, and they will be able to list off their tasks like this because they know, right? This yeah. is how most people live their life. And if you're like, okay, what do you, what would you want to do today? Yes. And people are like, ah. Oh. I mean, yeah. we're, I don't even know what, no. if all of that disappeared, what do you, would you want to do today? Yeah. People are really disconnected from that. So that's yeah. why building these habits intentionally and then coming up with that reward bit, that is the key. And if you can figure out what is going to make it feel, and yes, these habits will feel inherently rewarding eventually. Like right now I exercise because I am one of those people who is like, I love the burn and I love the endorphins. Like, honestly, I could not relate to those people when I was not an exerciser. It really didn't feel that way to me. Um, So I really need to bribe myself in order to get there. And yes, you know, meditating will inherit, like eventually feel inherently rewarding. But when you first start out, it just feels like freaking boring.
1: Well, it just feels like you're doing it all wrong because aren't you supposed to have like nothing in your mind and yet you still have the shopping list and the to-do list going through your mind. So you think... And I've heard from so many people's people say, I just can't meditate. And I've now tried to meditate without somebody telling me what to do and what to think and all the prompts and just sit there. And and I had to keep on checking in with my coach to say, am I doing it right? Yes. Am I doing it right? And she said, yes, you are. Keep going. And like, but my mind is never is never clear she's, you know, and then she gave me an imagery. I'm very visual. So she gave me an image of just sort of standing, you know, surrounded by trees. I like, oh, that I can do. And sure. then just focusing on that. Or, or when I first started meditating without, you know, guided, a guided meditation, then I would breathe in and then breathe out through my mouth so that I could focus on the breath on the exhale, It'd give my brain something to do. Cause otherwise yeah. it's just busy. Yeah. It's just busy all the time. Oh yeah. It's so,
0: and it's so funny because I have, I have had so many clients that are like, oh yeah, no, I can't meditate because like my mind just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh no, that's part of it. That's like saying, oh, I can't exercise because it makes me breathe heavy and sweat. Like, I don't know. That's (laughs) that's exactly what happens to
1: all of us. So just keep on going. That's exactly what happens. So you've mentioned about your, your clients. Can you share any other stories like that fantastic one that sparked all of this, um, with Emma? So maybe, maybe some people with a happy ending and some people who you've, who maybe have come through a more challenging time and got to, you know, got there eventually, but yeah, just so, just so people can relate. I'm sure you've had this experience
0: too. It's unbelievable when, like, since my book has come out, I literally every day get emails from people who have said, oh my gosh, since I started, you know, since I simplified my self-care routine to just these habits, I can't believe mm. it's how, you know, I've lost all this weight and I, I, now I get to eat a candy bar and not hate myself for it. And all these little things, which is amazing. And I always get these pictures that people send me of these disembodied torsos and them holding out their pants or, you know, showing me them in their wedding dress again, which is awesome. And I love all of those funny pictures of them in their big pants and everything. But I'll tell you the ones that really, um, affect me the most are the ones where people have given themselves permission to do something that they didn't before. Mm. There's so many things, there's so many ways that people are waiting to live their lives until they lose the weight. And so for example, I got an, a picture of somebody sent me a picture of an airplane seatbelt. It was like the worst picture ever. And I was like, well, what, what's this about? And she said, this is the first time I have flown and I didn't have to ask for a seatbelt extender. Wow. And now that I don't have to face that humiliation, now I want to travel the world. And she told me about all these countries she's going to go to. And I was just like, oh, you know, like yeah. that and, or another woman sent me a picture of her, um, in front of a, a dragon boat. Do you know dragon boating? Yeah. yeah. So she started, Um, she joined a dragon boating team and she was so proud of herself because, you know, before she would never have gotten in a boat because she would be afraid that she would tip it over. And now not only is she getting in a boat, but she's like, but I'm on a team like with athletes and they count on me to do something physically. Like just, and the funny thing is that if you saw her before and after, like, yes, she's lost a little bit of weight, but not like 80 pounds, probably like 15, 20 pounds. Okay. She doesn't actually look that different, but her perception of herself has completely changed wow. from someone who would tip over the boat. So stay away yeah. to someone who's essential part of an athletic team. Wow. And that, like, when I hear about, like, the transformations of people's self-perception and the permission they give themselves to live their freaking lives right now, that is what, oh my God, does that keep me going. That
1: is incredible. So the steps that these people are, have gone through, they're all in your book. So can you tell us a bit more about your book and where people can find it and all those things?
0: Yeah, yeah. So in Canada, it's called Healthy as F, Yeah. And um, it's, oh, and if you like Audible, the Audible version is is oh. me. And a lot of people listen to the Audible over and over again to program their brain to think love differently it. about this and to think about, you know, self love and practical solutions rather than, you know, I've got a chapter that's like break up with your bullshit. And I go through all of the different excuses people give. So they might swear
2: a little more, but they'll get some great information. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> maybe not improving the vocabulary of Canadians everywhere, but. <laughs> so, um, yes. And in the United States right now, it's just being re-released as a paperback called Ditch the Diet. Oh, I love uh, it. That's the subtitle is uh, how to ditch the diet, yeah. focus on these seven essential habits to get lean, stay healthy and generally kick ass at life. And uh, yeah, it's available everywhere, you know, Amazon, indie booksellers, please support your local indies. Everybody needs some help right now during the pandemic. So that's amazing if you can order from them. Yeah, And you know, it's on Kindle and all that sort of stuff. So and yeah, I would love to love to connect your listeners in this way.
1: Oh, that's so cool. And I'm, I'm so grateful that it's on Audible as well, because I suck at reading books. I love like I would love to allow myself what that feels a bit like a luxury so that I might yeah. put that in the reward category. But I'm also I'm also just you know, when I walk, I have podcasts or whatever, whatever going on. So the Audible version, because sometimes it, it I think it's really needed that you hear these things over and over and over totally. again. You know, you have a first pass through a book or, you know, Know, people sometimes highlight in a book or something like that. So you make sure that you go back to it. But what I actually do sometimes, if I'm re-listening to something is I'll just randomly mm-hmm. like kind of go back and then just intend, okay, I need to hear something. Did you show me what I need to hear? And then oh, I just cool. end, end up somewhere and I let go. And then what comes is exactly what I need to hear in that moment.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And you know, I use um, Audible uh, audiobooks and radio shows and podcasts as my reward. So Uh I hate doing my physio exercises, but I listen to a juicy book while I do them. Mm. And then so that gets me doing them or going for a walk or something like that. Um, And the other thing I should mention, sorry, it gave me the perfect opportunity. I didn't say so. But if people order my book right now, I've got all these awesome bonuses. So for example... You can get. um, I've got free workouts, home (gasps) workouts that you can do, including one you can do with your kids, one you know that's set to awesome music, and you can do them at home using no equipment other than a band. And I've also got a full meal prep system with a month's worth of meals that you can prep in an hour every week. Oh yeah, I've got all of this. It's about three hundred dollars worth of bonuses for people who get my book. So, and to get the bonuses, you go to fitfeelsgood.com/slash
1: ditch. Okay. Wow. All right. Cool. So I will also put a, uh, put a link in. Is that right? Una? We've talked talked about that too. Special Bonuses for your listeners. Okay. That will be at fitfeelsgood.com slash eat this. Perfect. I will put that in the notes on leannephillipson.com as well. And there's something else I just thought of, and now it's gone completely from my brain, but you've shared so much with us already. This is just tremendous. I know what it was. It was the date. So with the pre-order that you're talking about right now, because very often listeners are, are picking up this, um, this particular episode way after the fact. Yeah. So it could be another however you want. So just clarify on those dates so that anybody listening sure. to the podcast knows when that's available or what would be available or any other Anything else that you have to offer where they can jump on this bandwagon of healthy habits?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the pre-order, one of the pre-order bonuses is a five day live challenge that I'm doing oh. to help people get out of a diet mentality and into and to really help solidify these healthy habits. That's totally awesome. free. And so that's to help, you know, declutter all that diet stuff and to help you get this automated. So that's starting May 24th. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to qualify for all of the pre-order bonuses then you'll want to go to fitfeelsgood.com slash eat this
1: as soon as possible, but before June 1st. Okay. So before June, June 1st, 2021, because that's where we're at now. Um, and then yeah, they find out so much more. All right. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Una. I love this. I love this, you know, shaking up the the mindset, shaking up the way of thinking about things, because sometimes we don't realize that we need to do that. Absolutely. And people may not have you know, come across you before. And now that they have, and if they're into the potty mouth stuff and want to get rid of your (laughs) your bullshit, I think it's good. Let's do it.
2: There is so much information out there. And, and as we sort of started this interview where Una was saying, listen, you need to eat more vegetables. You need to get your sleep. You need to, you know, exercise. It's not, you know, this isn't news to anyone. Um, But oftentimes is it's the delivery. It's uh, it's how it's said, it's how it's presented and that, and it's finding people like Una that make yeah. it absorb better for some people, right? Like they'll connect, mm-hmm. yeah. they'll connect to you. Una. Absolutely. And it's because of yeah. your your enthusiasm and your energy and, and sure, the odd, uh, the odd uh, F-bomb, but maybe that's what they needed to connect to it and say, you know what? I get her. I understand her. I get exactly yep. what she's talking about and I'm going to make my life better. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the hope it's the same message coming from different people. And then if I can get through to some people who would have been turned off by, you know, some, sanctimonious or overly scientific
1: if I can talk to those people then I'm so happy awesome thank you so much for having me you guys have been so fun it's just been an absolute blast and best of luck with your uh with your book coming out in the U.S. again and um yeah if you've got any more stuff send it our way and we'll put it out to all of our lovely loyal listeners thanks you thanks guys All right, so I don't know about you, Chris, but I just, that was awesome. Una's take on the habits and the way forward. She had trigger in there, I heard. She had looking at your behavior. She also had talking about the reward piece, which the thing that stuck out for me the most was you gotta figure out what is your own reward.
2: Yes, and that's, and it's funny because she said that's the real work is sitting down and figuring out the reward that isn't going to push you away from your ultimate goal so if the ultimate goal is to feel yeah. good because you want to lose a few pounds right the, the reward can't be you know six freshly baked cupcakes right it can't right. be that it has to you have to find something else to reward you your mind body and soul uh, yeah. that doesn't detract from where you're 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 heading in the first place mm-hmm. so the, and and so that she's right that's the tough part i find now though with the covid lifestyle That I've had lots of time, lots of quiet time in my own head to sit down and figure out, gosh, what does make me happy? What are the simple things in life? Because there's so many Mm -hmm. things we can't do. So I I have to sit down in my immediate surroundings and figure out, you know what, what makes me smile? What makes me happy right now, right here?
1: Yeah. And what have you come up with? What are a couple of things that you've come up with? Oh
2: gosh. Well, I mean, I I take a lot of joy in my family in general. Yes. Um, and it's so their little victories have become my little victories. And that's a normal thing, I guess, but I just notice it more because I'm around so much now. And we're <laughs> yep. around each other now so much. So when yep. my when you know, my little girl pops up uh from the her her uh, out of her bedroom and says, I'm done school. And I'm like, it's eleven thirty. What do you mean you're done school? And she's like, nope, they gave us all this work and and, and I'm all done and I'm feeling good and I'm going to go, you know, enjoy the rest of my day. That sparks a smile and a feeling in me where it's like, yeah, there's a go getter. There's a there's a young lady who's going to be fine in life. Right. So that, yep. feel, that feels good to me.
1: I think that's something that's beautiful that has come from us not being able to do anything else, which is still challenging and difficult. However, it's, it is. It's finding the moments in what we can do, because what else is there? It's true.
2: Right? Well, wait a minute. So give me one one example of you of, for you.
1: I definitely in observing my my girls say quite probably quite similar to you. It feels like there's more space to observe. And in those moments is where I find joy, whether it is uh, my youngest. She, she's got these little treats and she keeps teaching Lexi, our dog to do like a rollover. Right. And it takes doesn't take long because Lexi's smart. And then (laughs) this week she has had her doing a like sort of more of a stand up spin. So Lexi's up on her back legs and she's doing a little spin. And then, you know, and then it was hand signal. So it's like watching that progression. Right. Um, another really fun thing is a while ago we bought these um, minis. So my youngest loves the mini. She wants a mini and a camper van. And uh and then we have these remote control minis because in the condo we have an island and we take the minis and uh we have two that are on different frequencies. So we can we can race each other around the kitchen <laughs> island. Oh. And I suck at driving a <laughs> mini and it's <laughs> tremendous. Because it makes them laugh and howl. Where I'm reversing and I hit something and I go forward and I hit. These things are really hard to steer uh-huh. with the two, lo- two little things and it is hilarious uh. and then and then I, and then i might get a run and then i'll <laughs> go around and i'll go around and our dog hates it so she's so she not only one time she'll hide and then the other time she'll come up and like try and bite and try and bite at it it is hilarious try
2: not to, to try not to beat yourself up too much we are of the joy stick generation. Okay. So we're used to a stick on a pad and that's how our video games went. That's how we control the cars. Yes, These kids and their thumbs, like they can do more things with their two thumbs than I can do with my entire body. It is amazing. (laughs) The dexterity in a child of this generation's thumbs. Yes. It it blows my mind.
1: (laughs) They literally run laps around me and my (laughs) mini. And it is just, it's just, yeah, it's hilarious. So those, those things and these little cars are like 13 bucks or something, you know, they're not an expensive purchase, but they are such, such fun. So it is, it is about those moments. And if I were to put this into the context of what Una said today of what would be, you know, what would be something that is a reward for me and in that sense is you know, maybe I would do yoga in the morning and then go for a walk or maybe the other way around, because I love doing both. And when I go for a walk and I get to especially now that we're getting into springtime and I get to go down to the water and I watch the watch the waves and all of those kind of things. Sometimes I fly past it and don't even look at it. But when I'm mindful and I'm in the moment at that time, then that would definitely be a reward for me. I,
2: I And I'm I'm the same as Una. I get on the treadmill and I put on some extremely bad 80s action flick. It probably Perfect. it probably has Bruce Willis in it cuz didn't they all? Um Yeah. And and and, Pretty much. and that and that is what feeds my soul for that 20 minutes that I'm on the tread.
1: All right, listeners. Well, now it's your time to find your reward. I want you to reach out on social media. I want you to email through leannephillipson.com or spreadright.com. And we want to hear your rewards. What is it that you are going to reward yourself with? Not the cupcake. Not the food, not the chocolate. It has to be something outside of the food realm that you would normally do. So why don't you share that with us? Because I really want to know. I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm really intrigued. I'll put a post of everybody's on out on social media once I get a few in, just to inspire everybody else, because it's a challenge. It's difficult to figure out what it is that makes you happy.
2: We don't sit down and take the time to understand and really focus on what makes us happy happy because we're constantly working to make others happy and so that's the the, and that's not an easy bridge to make so uh the best of luck out there i know this is called eat this and we're always talking about what to put in your body consider this feeding your soul right
1: oh yes thank you yeah so perfect
2: eat eat this for the soul okay
1: yeah well i think that could be our extra almost right remember (laughs) to eat this one mouthful at a time but with your soul (laughs) too right No, that doesn't work at all, does it? No, it works. It's fine. It works fine. Good. All right. So please remember to share this with anybody that you think would benefit. Such fun to hear all the stories of uh, people sharing this and head on over to leannephillipson.com for some notes that we've got for you from Una and the link, of course, to grab her book and all of those extra bonuses. I'm on that one for sure. So thanks as always for being here and yes, remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.